Welcome to Out of the Common. We're a brother and sister duo with extravagant goals where we've had to bridge the gap from perceived reality to actuality. I have an early stage mining venture potentially worth many billions, and Vanessa, she's an experienced healer. She connects the spiritual, energetic, and physical pathways within her functional wellness clinic. Join us here every week as we discuss some of life's adventures, current events, and ways in which true healing happens. By experiencing life through a different lens, you may indeed just find the path that's right for you. And that is what we hope to achieve. Everything is energy. We want to push you to look at life through the lens of energy and vibration. Not all is what it seems. I found a quote from Albert Einstein that I enjoyed. He says, concerning matter, we have been all wrong. What we have called matter is energy whose vibration has been so lowered as to be the perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. Essentially, everything comes down to a vibration. That's what he's saying. That's where it all starts. That's what makes up matter. That's what we see. That's what we feel. If we can break it down, it starts as a vibration. And essentially, there's a difference between energy and frequency Technically, energy is the potential for doing work, okay? Before something can move or before something can heat up or before it can change forms, it needs energy to do that. And if you remember back to class, it's like energy can't be created or destroyed. It changes forms. Frequency is defined as the number of waves that pass a fixed point, okay? This is typically measured in hertz. So although there's a difference between what energy is and frequency is, we're going to be referring to the terms interchangeably just to connect with you as it might make sense to you that it's energy. It might make sense to you to think of it as a vibration. It might make sense to you to think of it as frequency. So we're not going to get as technical as the definitions are, but we'll refer to kind of all of it. And, you know, in, in life, in the big scheme of things, there's energy all around us. So to think that there isn't energy or everything isn't energy is, is kind of crazy because how things are measured and how a lot of the earth and world functions is because of what's referred to as the electromagnetic spectrum. And this is a range of frequencies, okay? It starts low and it goes high. You've heard of things called radio waves, microwaves, infrared. Then we have visible light, right? How we see light is frequency, ultraviolet, x-ray, gamma. You've probably heard of all these things and not necessarily knowing what they are, what they do, but it's just a frequency, and they're not good or bad. It all depends on how those frequencies interact with us. Isn't that crazy, though, that until the 1800s, visible light was the only part of the electromagnetic spectrum that was known? It is, because we think what we know now, we've known forever, and we've known for so long, but that hasn't been that long. And um, actually, they didn't think at about that time, they didn't think anything else existed in terms of energy. They thought it was just visible light. And then they started to do more studies and expanded. So about the 1850s, 1860s, we knew a whole lot more of the electromagnetic spectrum. But we functioned up until that point, understanding that there was energy and that people interact with energy, plants interacted with energy, but we couldn't measure it. And now look at... Now we measure research. it and we, we can't feel it. Not only that, but they're doing all the research on the, um, the quantum field. Right. So now we're getting into more which is quantum energy, quantum mechanics. Always been there. Right. But it's funny back then, right? He thought that was all there was to know. Mm -hmm. And now we have new computers coming out every day. We have blockchain, cryptocurrency, 
you know, displacing physical currency. And we have so much more information that's been coming out over the last 15 plus years, give or take, on quantum physics. And technology has changed because of a lot of this so fast in the last 20 years. But that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Mm -mm. There's so much more. And it's like, okay, how fast can we change with it? And how much can we grasp, right? And I think sometimes... How much are they willing to release? Well, (laughs) that's the other side (laughs) of this. You know, once we get into this deeper, I know we'll talk about Tesla because that comes up, especially with music frequencies. But you're right. How much is already known and researched and how much is yet to be figured out? And discovered. And it's probably just a continual journey that will never have an end. Maybe. Maybe. So one one other resonance or frequency that some people have probably heard about and that connects completely to human healing is the Schumann resonance. And the Schumann resonance is literally global electromagnetic resonances. And it's that resonance in and of itself is generated by lightning discharges. And typically, there's about 8.6 million lightning strikes daily that create this charge or this field around the earth. But what did you say about prayer and meditation earlier? It will affect the Schumann resonance. So if we have a lot of people praying or meditating at the same time, it's, it's going to have an impact. It's going to have a huge impact. You're going to see the spike in the human resonance. Which is amazing because the human Not- resonance we measure, we're actually measuring it every day. And you can look this up and you can look up the graphs. And so to see then how prayer or meditation has an impact on that is just amazing because I think some people doubt prayer, meditation, mindfulness, if it's having an impact on human healing. And it's like, if we can change the energy, the freaking magnetic field around the earth, yeah, of course we're going to change ourselves. If you had a town, village, city, anything really, where there's a group of people praying, you'd be able to see it from space as a light force, which that's, is pretty cool. That's I so mean, neat. that's some energy you're creating. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we think these thoughts or we do these things or we have these words on paper and Underneath all of that is just an energy. It just comes down to a frequency. Oh, gosh. I'm jumping in here, but you just said it. Words on paper. Words have frequencies. Mm-hmm. Words carry an energy. Mm-hmm. Spells. Spelling. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Hate carries a different vibrational frequency than love. Sorry, I'm digressing. Before, No, no, no. Let's go with that. So before it's a word on paper, it's a thought in your head. And before it's truly a thought, it's an energy. Thoughts are energy. But take that back one step and think about what you think about, okay? The thoughts that go through your head that you don't say. Because we were taught growing up, it's okay to think it, just don't say it. Actually, those thoughts have power. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, Total bullshit. It is. (laughs) And if, if the words never come out, then we think, oh, thoughts can do no harm. Thoughts have an energy too. So if you look at someone and you go, ugh. I don't want to see them. You say that in your head, but then outwardly you go, hi, nice to see you. They felt, ugh, I don't want to see them first. If you That's think how you, you can pick up on this BS between people. Yeah. If you think you can or you can't, you're right. Correct. But those sayings were so annoying in school growing up because they were just sayings. No one ever explained why they were correct or what they meant or the power of them. People just said them. No one understood it just sounded cool. It's something you passed on, passed down. (laughs) Right. It's something that would cheer someone up or you'd use to motivate. But it's true. It's ultimately true. And I 
And this is kind of the cool thing going into thoughts and energy of like how we see. So the only reason we see light is because it's a frequency. That's all it is to our brain. It comes in as a frequency. And the reason we see different colors of light is because of their wavelength. So red is red because in the visible light spectrum, it's longer than violet. That's the only differentiation. Just think about that for a second. Why you see color is a wavelength coming into your eye, being computed by the brain. It's not a thing. We're looking at this stuff as things. It's, it's just a frequency. And I have to jump in here again <laughs> and totally ruin this. But I think it's so cool. And a lot of people have been blown away by it also. The words on the paper. There's been a lot of testing that's been done that we haven't had the supplement or the proper mm. instrument at the time, depending on where we are, or if it's a remote analysis, write the words on the paper and you can trigger the body or you can write the supplement on the paper mm -hmm. and you will have that frequency. It's so cool. It is so cool. And that's how I think how it's expanded us in ways because, you know, we were certain areas, we didn't have what we needed. And it was like, well, write it down right? That word's got energy. The fact that you're putting it in your energy field, like you're putting the energy out there that it's, it's going to work, or it's going to be helpful. And so both of those are empowering. I was at a seminar maybe five or so years ago, and we were drilling with different muscle testing and functional neurology. And I was working with this naturopath out of Canada and then his associate, she was a naturopath as well. Anyway, she needed something. We didn't have it there. And she said, <laughs> just matter of factly, I loved it. She's like, that's okay. I'll just integrate it into my energy field. Just through her mind. She's like, I'll just put it in my energy field so I'll have it the rest of the day. I step back and go, wow. A, she truly gets this. B, she understands energy. And I thought it was so cool that just totally normal to her. She's like, yeah, just I'll just know I have it with me and I'll put it in my energy field. It's good for her. Because that's kind of what this comes down to is we're interacting with humans. We're interacting with plants and animals and they're interacting with one another by way of energy and frequency. I mean, that's how we discovered the giant mineral deposit down in Mexico was with energy. Hmm. How many, I don't know the right word, miners, if that's the right word, or geophysicists or people who have minds, how many do you think use frequency to figure it out? Well, I will say... in a say, way, they're all using frequency. Yeah, no, there's a difference because the geophysics is frequency, whether it's airborne or ground, it is frequency. But we didn't use that. We used energy in a way and in a manner in which we could detect that before we got to that stage mm -hmm. because everything happens in stages. But, and I don't want to get too far into it. I just wanted to say like energy is used as we're seeing across many, many spectrums. But even just think of that geophysicist for minerals, you're shooting frequencies into the ground and to see what comes up, mm -hmm. to see the depth, to see the mineral, the rock, what's there, right? Mm -hmm. See what's bouncing back. That's how it's figured out. Because so, every element has its own frequency. So then everything, literally everything, living thing, mm -hmm. has its own frequency. Mm -hmm. So the essence of life are all of these frequencies interacting with one another. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Right. I like the pathogens too because of Royal Rife and what he did. Mm. And he did create microscopes. He was a pioneer back in the late 1800s, early right. 1900s. But his main research and premise was that all these bugs, I'll call them pathogens, viruses, 
have their own frequency. So that means there's another or multiple other frequencies they can use to blow up those cells, to destroy those cells. Mm-hmm. Or essentially make them inert. Yeah. Imagine that. Okay, we're, we're at a time where there's a pandemic because of a virus or something. And there's a way in which we could potentially use frequencies to heal or to disengage something. That's powerful. That's really powerful. It can also be used to harm. Everything, right? <laughs> it could be used to benefit now, or to harm. Now that you're relating it to this pandemic, right? <laughs> there are frequencies out there that are in disharmony with the body or that are detrimental to the body. So what are those? There's a number of detrimental frequencies, negative EMFs, if you will. Wi-Fi is the biggest one. Stray energy that nobody realizes. You know, we've always been taught, don't stand in front of the microwave because of the radiation it comes off. But you know what's also really big these days because it's going up everywhere is uh, high-tension power lines. They're throwing off so much energy and stray frequencies that are affecting a lot of people that are living by them and animals if they're running through the countryside. So a couple of things detrimental frequencies do is they disrupt communication, cellular communication in the body, but also certain ones make us burn through vitamins and minerals at a faster rate. So we're constantly depleting ourselves. What they found specifically with cell phone radiation is that it can make us burn through these things so quickly and shift the frequency that it can actually start to change our DNA, which is really powerful because it's very few things that can change DNA. There's epigenetics. We can turn genes on and off. We can't necessarily change our genes overall. So this is kind of overriding patterning, which is just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how this stuff works. And certainly there's things we're surrounded by that are not helpful, but there's a lot of things around us that actually are helpful. And I think there's a lot of ways in which we can become more resilient to this stuff. Also with that, all of our organs in the body have their own frequency. So not only do us humans, but each organ does. So you're talking about, you know, the negative EMFs that are disrupting communication. They're disrupting that communication from brain to organ. And the effects that it could have are could be potentially harming. Mm-hmm. So... How I explain this to people in terms of like how this works, because we talk about energy a lot in, in what we do at OV. And usually when, when people are new to this, they're like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. Every living thing has an energy or a frequency. So the frequency around you is either going to harmonize with you or create dissonance. That's it. So if it harmonizes, it's going to be like a chord. Think of that as a piano or a guitar, and it's just it's soothing. It sounds good. You know it matches. If it doesn't interact with you positively or it creates dissonance, it's going to be like nails on a chalkboard, and you're going to know it. So harmonization or concordance, if you will, is movement towards harmony. Dissonance is movement away from harmony. And I think what we're doing with our body all day, every day, is trying to find harmony. And so we do that with interactions what we put into our body, food, vitamins, minerals, people, thoughts. I like that you mentioned food because you're right on. All of our food, if it's organic, fresh, produce, or... Even local. Yeah. It's closer to you. It's going to have a stronger vibration. Grass-fed, 
beef, for instance, no hormones, right? Is going to have a higher vibration and a better energy connecting with your body. A lot of this other food with all the pesticides, meat that has the hormones, the fillers, it is extremely detrimental. Not It's just a dead, there's no energy. There's nothing good there. It's dead. So there's a really cool book called The Invisible Power Within Foods. And it's pictures from the cellular level of a comparison of organic and non-organic food. And it shows you the cellular structure. And it's amazing to see the difference. There is absolutely a difference. So when you think of a food, is this good for me or bad for me? What kind of energy does it hold? What's the vibration? Don't think, is it healthy or unhealthy? Don't even think of it as a food. Think of it as an energy, a frequency. Mm -hmm. How does it resonate with you? Mm -hmm. Or how's it going to make you feel? Because ultimately, that's it, right? So if you eat and you go, I don't feel good. Well, sure, we can talk about the physiological processes that are happening. Or you can talk about just, hey, that just down-regulated you energetically. Yeah, let's just call a spade a spade at its most basic Mm -hmm. structure. It just puts you in low gear. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Versus foods that make you feel good. I mean, even going off of the foods, you know, disease is a big one. Because people with disease, they are out of balance or out of alignment or resonant with the Schumann resonance. Now think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. So we're taught to think of disease as this thing, this thing we have, this thing we can never get rid of. What if it's just us out of harmony or balance? And what if when it's not that we're not in balance with ourselves, we're not in balance with Earth? We're not in balance with the greater energy and frequency encompassing us. So I have a fight with you. Mm -hmm. We're arguing. We don't talk. We've created a disharmony between us, Mm -hmm. right? I'm only saying that to tie it back into thinking about our body with the resonance of earth. Okay. And being in or out of alignment. The problem is that everything that they're doing, whether they're seeding clouds with nanoparticles, the Wi-Fi, the towers, the cell phone towers, that is, the lines that they have running underground, they're all working to create disharmony within us. So sometimes a reason you don't feel well or it's not working, even though you're doing, quote, everything right, isn't you at all. It's actually what's going on around you. So I love this part. You brought up that organs have a frequency. So the Schumann resonance is 7.83 hertz. That's kind of the main resonance. The hippocampus, part of the brain that controls emotions, learning, and memory formation, also resonates at 7.83 hertz. Part of the brain resonates at the same frequency as the Schumann waves. That is literally our connection to Earth. So we talk about being grounded. We need to be grounded and rooted, but yet our brain, our mind, the higher part of us also has to be connected. And specifically, the hippocampus is that controls emotions, learning, memory. Isn't that that's so cool? That just blows my mind. Energy is cool. So there's a connection between our human frequency and Earth's frequency more than just what people feel. It's literally the same frequency parts of us. So then when we get into talking about healing of the body or foods you brought up, okay, or supplements or herbs... What I always think of is, is it the physical thing or is it the energy of that thing? Well, that's the whole basis of your clinic. Because there's physicality to and therapeutic doses and 
herbs that have been shown at this dose, they do this, right? Foods at this dose, it does X, Y, and Z. And it may help that person, which is in and of itself really cool that foods and herbs and homeopathics can be healing. But what if it's not so much the thing, but the energy of it that resonates with you? And you're right. This is essentially kind of what we do and what we think about at the clinic because we're always looking at things from a different perspective. We have to. People come in and they've either been everywhere or they don't feel good and they're told they're normal. So we can't go down the same route that they've already gone down, right? But, but even all your testing deals specifically with energy, the energy of the body, the energy of the supplements mm -hmm. and how those resonate. With or against the body. Correct. Mm -hmm. If it's the, the right one. So mm -hmm. everyone is treated differently because everyone is different in that regards or that respect. Right. Everyone has to be treated differently, like in school, you know? Everyone should be treated the same. No, they really shouldn't, because everyone's not the same. We need to interact with people differently. Parents should be interacting with their kids differently because they're different beings. Right, but on the basis of energy, they have to be treated differently. Everyone has their own frequency they resonate at. So you have to meet them at that frequency or that energy and that's where you're assessing and testing to create change. That's also why we work with certain supplement companies, nutritional companies, homeopathic companies, is not so much that it's this food or it was grown in this way or it was processed this way. All of that's really helpful. But some of them take it to a different level. They're layering these herbs or homeopathics in their remedy to create something greater. Okay. And Physica Energetics does this. This is literally their founding principle that the product, the end product is greater than the sum of its parts. They have a product, this is just really neat, that has the Schumann resonance in it, but it has all of them, okay, in ascending order and they're layered in that way energetically, which then creates, when you put all these frequencies together, it creates a homochord. And the chord is more perfect than one frequency by itself. So you're working physically with what you're doing, but then all of those frequencies work on the body on an energetic level at the same time. So that's cool. I mean, what we do is so different than what most people do, right? Look at blood work and it's like, oh, you're deficient X, Y, and Z. Why, right? How are you using that stuff? How can we get your body to work more efficiently? And when you have companies and people that are making this stuff and get it, it makes it fun. And that brings us into even cold laser, PEMF, right? The whole reason cold laser works is because it's a specific wavelength. There are certain frequencies within red light and also now within violet or blue that when they hit the cell, they shift cellular processes. So why we use cold laser is because the frequencies within actually trigger the mitochondria to make ATP or cellular energy. That's what frequency is doing to us. That's also why the PEMF therapy Think of it as a whole body, 100 trillion cells battery recharger. You're using positive electromagnetic magnetic frequencies to enhance overall health and well-being. But with this, you're influencing cell behavior with the electrical changes. This then activates and regenerates the body at that cellular level. So you're using frequencies to shift cellular processes well, to enhance overall function. Absolutely. And think of your body like a musical instrument. And this is kind of where the amp coil comes in because this is something else that's used. But every cell in the body needs to stay tuned to a specific frequency to function optimally. 
Even your metals, microbes, toxins, stress, and many other factors can pull your cells out of tune, kind of like we talked about before with the disharmony in different EMFs. It's a good way to think about it, being in tune. We need to tune our own bodies, starting at the cellular level, getting to organs, getting to organ communication, mind-body-spirit connection. But then we need to tune all of that with what's around us. So the AMP coil, I think, is pretty neat, or at least PMF therapy, because you don't have to take anything. You're not ingesting anything. It's non-invasive. You don't have to test. Like You just allow the frequencies to work for you. With your body and put your cells back in harmony, which then helps you become more in harmony with the earth on a bigger scale. And allows you to be more resilient and then adaptive. Yes. So I don't know if you remember, you must remember this. We grew up in just a very different lifestyle. And the benefit to that, and our father being a chiropractor, is we were, he was always kind of looking outside the box. And so we were trying different things. But we had something when we were younger called a betar bed. And it was a bed, essentially a mat that had speakers underneath it and you'd play certain music and the frequencies would come up. So you had headphones on, you'd listen to the music, but then you'd feel the music. And this was like the first, I would say, uh, entrance to this field because we weren't using specific frequencies to resonate with us. We were just using healing frequencies in general, healing music in general. Healing music, yeah, because you had the headphones on too. It would kind of put you into like a theta theta brainwave, which was meditative. So it, it had many aspects, but I remember growing up with that and I loved it. We would use it before exams. We'd use it before exercise. and Sporting events. Huge, yeah. Whenever we had to compete, we would use it, which is really neat. And it's like, if, if we had that today, I would use it, but I would love to upgrade it. Oh, it definitely needs to be <laughs> upgraded. And I think when we found Amcoil, I think that's the upgrade from it in many ways. In many ways, I think you're right. That brings us to the next point of the frequencies and the healing over to the mind. And the brain. So why some of these things work, at least from the brain and the nervous system levels, because of the different brain waves. So we can harness these different brain states to allow them to work for us rather than against us. So there's four main categories of brain waves. Okay, and these are measured on an EEG, that's how we know about them. They're essentially, they're electrical voltage oscillating in the brain. Okay, that's what's happening. The four main ones are beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Okay, beta is like normal waking state. That's where you and I are talking, Chris. It's people when they're listening, usually they're in beta. Okay, they're alert, they're engaged. It's day-to-day life. Then there's alpha. This is relaxed and passive attention. So alpha brainwaves are dominant during quietly flowing thoughts and in some meditative states. So this is like when you feel relaxed and you're in the shower, you're actually in alpha brain state. Theta correlates a little bit more to sleep. It's deep meditation or sleep. And then last but not least is delta. Delta is actually when we get into deep sleep. So the stages of sleep, one of them is deep sleep and we're, we should be in delta brainwaves. And this is where deep healing happens and regeneration. So this is why delta brainwaves are so important. And if you listen to our our recording on Gabe, we were using the amp coil. It was outputting delta waves so we could kind of put those waves or that energy into him and allow him to start to heal because he wasn't getting into deep sleep. Now, can meditation get you into a theta or delta brainwave state? 
Yeah, so meditation essentially brings you either into alpha or theta. It kind of depends on how deep you go in your meditation, but that's one of the reasons and why meditation works. Mindfulness does the same thing. Mindfulness is different than meditation. It allows us to essentially be present in the moment with what you're doing. So that is bringing you more out of beta and into alpha. You're in the moment. Even an athlete will get in the zone. They're an alpha. They're just focusing on that one thing. Music's kind of doing the same thing with all of these, which is kind of really neat because of, I don't know if you call it the history of music, but there's definitely history there with the frequencies, right? Music was used to pass along stories. Music was used to heal. Music is a frequency. That's how we relate to it. That's why it is so cool. We can talk a little bit about something called the sofeggio tones. And I think a lot of people are familiar with these, but maybe not so much everyone because they're The solfeggio frequencies or tones are kind of this link between mathematics and religion. And so over the years, they've gotten poo-pooed and shunned because people only look at them from one perspective. But it's actually really neat in the way in which it came to be. And then that kind of describes our whole scale of why we have a scale. And it explains a lot of why healing happens. And they're found in the Gregorian chants. Which, again, if you've heard the story on Gabe and his deliverance, that's what was used to initially trigger the demons. Mm -hmm. Because of that positive healing energy. I was playing, actually, while I was testing someone, I I was playing Gregorian chants to kind of trigger something within them and just to see what would happen. And you know what they said? They said they smelled the incense of church. Wow. (laughs) That's a memory. Which is myrrh and frankincense. Right. I mean, that's just a strong memory. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's pretty neat. So, so fedjo frequencies, how are they created? What are they? Essentially, the vocal note scale, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, is known as a solfege. Okay. And this scale was known, but it wasn't able to be passed on because there was no real notation. Okay. So, as a monk that figured this out, that created the standard notation and made it user-friendly, if you will, allowed it to be passed on because monks were passing on these chants, but it could take years to learn them because there was no note scale. And so what happened is that solfege is actually found in the hymn to St. John the Baptist. That's in its original form. And if you listen to that, if you go find that, it is very calming and soothing. Hmm. It's beautiful to the Spirit. It really is. So that is the basis for the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. But again, at this point in time, we didn't really know what that was. We had to create it. So then people started getting interested. It wasn't until the 1970s about that this started to get researched more. And what they found is that there's a pattern in the Bible and these things are repeating themselves. There was a pattern of six repeating codes around a series of sacred numbers, three, six, and nine. And those are talk about often as the sacred numbers. The verses then were deciphered, okay, because we want to figure out, of course, what does it mean? Deciphered using the Pythagorean method. What that is, is it reduces a verse down to a single digit integer. So then you have a code, okay? Well, those integers correlated to hertz or frequencies. And when they went back, those frequencies are found in the hymn to St. John the Baptist. So each frequency correlates to a different hertz and a different color, So the solfeggio frequencies start at 396 and they end at 852 and each frequency correlates to a different 
part of the body, a different kind of awakening and a different way in which to initiate healing from DNA repair to love to compassion to removing negative energy. I believe each tribe of Israel has its own color as well. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So Chris, you started talking about Einstein or a quote from Einstein at the beginning. And a lot of people will know that Tesla talks a lot about energy and frequency. That was kind of his base sense. And he has a wonderful quote. He's got a lot of wonderful quotes. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that in there. Why don't you read this one then? This specific one, he says, if you only knew the magnificence of the three, six, and nine, then you would hold the key to the universe. He also speaks that way about energy and vibration that you would understand the universe. And he also says all life is energy. All energy is electromagnetic. Everything comes back down to energy, frequency, and vibration. Mm-hmm. I mean, the spirit, our spirit itself is energy. energy. We're light beings. We're spiritual beings, spiritual bodies. We're spiritual beings first, spiritual bodies second, always. But if you want to talk about energy, the Bible, the living word, that has energy. The way in which it's written has energy. In fact, we're going to have a lady on by the name of Sherry Potter, and she's going to be coming up soon to spend some time with us and talk about her work. And it all revolves around the Bible. But there's a book that she published that has the Bible and revelations in order. And as it reads... In chronological order. Yeah, chronological order. So as it reads, it reads as one big frequency. I would say the frequency, which is very fascinating. And when she did that is when she started getting phone calls. How did you do this? Who are you? What did you do? Because no one has ever done it, correct? Correct. But what she found out is that a lot of people were trying and hadn't ever succeeded. They tried to put things in order, chronological order, but they always miss something or yeah. many things. So in the way in which it's written, it's a seal. In fact, the book is called Sealed Revelation. So if you have a chance, go take a look at it. Go buy one because it's a fantastic feeling. Energetic, spiritual seal. So that's really neat of putting, now we, now we have that words have frequency, thoughts have frequency, we are frequency. But then the way in which we put them in order creates a greater frequency Mm -hmm. and a greater power. And I said it before, and obviously this is going towards the left-hand path a little bit, but spells. Hmm. Black magic's all about the words and the order in which they're laid out. And there's your spell, there's your curse. But let's get off of that because the Bible and how that's written, right? It's the living word. It carries life force. It carries energy. It is the bread. It is the well. So what if... And I know you and I ran into this with Gabe. Like, what if as you're reading it, you don't understand it? Don't understand what? The Bible, the words, does it matter because it has a greater energy? It doesn't. And that's the cool thing. So if you put the Bible on audio, it's affecting your spirit. Your spirit knows truth. It's our brains that screw everything up or want to screw everything up. So there's one way to understand this of conceptually understanding what happened when, why. Which is very important. The stories and everything you get up, don't get me wrong, is extremely important. But there's the other side of maybe don't beat yourself up if you're not getting it or for whatever reason, don't get that part. Just take it in. Mm-hmm. Some of my mentors. We have, a, we have a cool product coming out that I want everybody to use, but it has to do with frequencies. It has to do with the Bible being laid underneath it. So it goes back to what you were just talking about. If you can get into a theta brainwave state. hmm you bypassing the conscious, basically. 
and go right to the subconscious. My mentors used to joke about this and and us back and forth of just having a book next to us while we sleep, like not even reading it, not having it, just having the energy there. And it's like, how much do you pick up? You know, that was kind of like woo-woo stuff and voodoo stuff. And, you know, there's there's something about it. We don't have to, that's what speed reading is, is reading fast, but comprehending it. But you're not lamenting on every word. There's an energy there that you're picking up, which is cool. We talked about energy frequency, but for what? Right. We can heal ourselves with it, but how does it relate to everyday life? And honestly, I get jazzed talking about what we do and why and and what we see at the clinic. But honestly, the thing I love most is like just interacting with people. And when you meet someone, what's that energy there? Their like energy precedes them. Sometimes you connect with them right away. Best friends forever, right? Sometimes like, Ugh, what is that? But when you start to understand that stuff as energy, you can pick that up. As you said, it precedes them before you actually meet them. So just bring it down to a more localized scale, how you're interacting with people, how you feel after you run into them. Did you go to the grocery store and you were in a good mood and walk out feeling horrible, right? Because there's things that we can do and things that we can be more aware of because of it. It allows us to interact with people with greater understanding. And I think with more compassion as well, because you realize it's not necessarily the person, it's that energy. Maybe you didn't have a great conversation, but maybe it wasn't the conversation. Maybe their energy was just We're not fighting against not flesh harmonized. and blood. Right. And I think that sums it sums it up. But not only with that understanding, you have the ability to change the outcome because of it, which is powerful. You start your day off great. If something happens, huge snafu just frustrated by lunch, you're wanting to just go home or go do something or get out of the scenario you're in, just stepping back and saying, okay, it's an energy that I want to get away from or out of. How do I change the energy, the frequency, or how do I just change how I'm absorbing that energy? If I'm absorbing it, you can change your whole day. Every day can be a quote, good day or positive day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be ruled of what goes on around you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. And join our community at outofthecommon.net and pass along a prayer and positivity today. <laughs>